Welcome back to Health Call Live. If you've got a question, you don't have to give blood to get the answer. Just call us at 447-1190. You can also send us a text at 46862, just where you would put the phone number, drop in 46862, and it comes right here to the studio. This half hour, we're talking about something that uh, I think we've covered before quite extensively on the program, but today a little different focus. Of course, you know, your digestive system is a lot more than just a way to transfer calories from food into our bodies. There are billions of bacteria, fungus, virus that live in our intestines, and they expose our bodies not only to all that stuff, but also the genes within them, which interact with our genes, and the chemicals that those little things give off as they live, and we use those things in our body. Now, this influences not only your gut, but also your brain, your immune system, how you think and how you feel. And yes, we have talked about the microbiome before, but today we're talking with a real pioneer in the field of microbiome medicine to drill down on some specific conditions, disorders, foods you can eat, and other things to optimize your microbiome, particularly as it applies to the conditions of aging. His name is Dr. Raphael Kelman. He's a board-certified internal medicine physician, author of several books on this topic, and a pioneer of what he says is really the biggest shift in medicine in 150 years, realizing how we can use what happens in our gut to affect our whole body, and most importantly, the diseases associated with aging. Tops on that list for me, Alzheimer's and dementia. So I asked him, can changing what we eat really protect your mind and your brain? Oh, I absolutely believe so. And I think that there's more and more literature showing that to be true, that there is an association with uh, declining microbiome health and degenerative neurological degenerative diseases. Absolutely. Uh, So there is an association, likely a causal uh, connection. I wouldn't say that it's the only cause, not by any means, but it certainly plays a role. I see this all the time in terms of the improvement in cognition in early, early Alzheimer's, early dementia, um, and neurodegenerative diseases as well. So help me out with that. If I, if I have a loved one or if I'm concerned for myself, what are the specific changes I might need to make in my diet or supplements or something else to tweak my microbiome so that it's not going to be affecting my brain in that way? Right. Well, first of all, it could be tested to see. There's a number of different companies now that can test the microbiome. We have different companies that we work with. Um, but it's not, it's not, diet, of course, is critical. It's mostly plant based, but not completely, uh, but it, mostly plant based. But there are specific types of, ty- of vegetables that are more microbiome um, healthy. Uh, superfoods for the microbiome. Um, Jerusalem artichokes is one example. Um, leeks and asparagus and and even pomegranates, by the way, and and kiwi. There's a number of different foods that are specifically beneficial, but all greens and all of. Uh, vegetables that have fiber in particular are very, very healthy. So it's not, it's not so different than the Mediterranean diet, other than that there are more um, specific vegetables that can even improve the microbiome even further. Fermented foods could, is beneficial. Kimchi is beneficial, so fermented food. It doesn't mean that people have to eat this all the time or even or every day, but it should be part of our, our diet, um, just like 
the Mediterranean diet is a very, very healthy diet. There's a lot of crossover. And in fact, with the microbiome diet, in fact, there's good reason to believe, as the studies show, that one of the main reasons the, the Mediterranean diet is so beneficial and so healthy for us is that it's improving the microbiome. Hmm. It's not the complete reason, but it's certainly one of the reasons. Like even olive oil, for example, has a very positive effect on the microbiome. So it's really not just what we eat, but it's also, maybe even more so, how the food we're eating is affecting the bacteria. So it could all, the principle basically is if we keep our microbiome healthy with the foods that we're eating, then the microbiome will keep us healthy. That is a great preventative way to keep the brain healthy and also a means of treatment as well. Because it's not just diet, it's knowing which bacteria to use. It's not just taking a probiotic, anything that you can get in GNC, but it's really what I call targeted probiotics to know which probiotics are best for, for a particular problem, which it's a very individualized um, approach, personalized approach, meaning what's the best bacteria, probiotics that are good for you with your type of health issue. If, if one has cancer, uh, God forbid, the the, the types of probiotics will be very different than it, for someone who has an autoimmune disorder. Very, very different. And in well, fact, let's, let's take back the, up. The Let's back up and just stay focused there on the whole dementia issue first, and I want to get some of those other conditions. Uh, so a yeah. very specific probiotic for people concerned about cognitive function. Can you tell me about that? Well, it wouldn't be a specific one, but it would certainly be a, a number of different ones that are most beneficial. I'll give you an example. Let's say for yes. depression, um, lactobacillus um, helveticus and rhamnosus particularly uh, are beneficial for the brain for improving depression and anxiety. And there are many, many other uh, particular probiotics that are, very, are good for brain function. But also there are specific probiotics that are good to reduce inflammation. Many times the brain could be adversely affected when there's brain inflammation, which is a very common problem, not um, widely known and not easily diagnosed, but it can be detected frequently through um, the footprints of, of the problems of the inflammation. And there are numerous diseases of the brain that are absolutely linked to brain inflammation. And that, in turn, is linked to deficiencies in, a, in the microbiome. The microbiome needs to be a flourishing ecology. When it's not, uh, that will then at times lead to inflammation because the uh, microbiome is communicating all the time with the immune system and, and is communicating directly to the brain with the neurotransmitters. So as I was saying, is that there are multiple uh, languages, so to speak, that the microbiome speaks to the brain, one directly, another one via the immune system. Another pathway is through the endocrine system. So there's multiple channels and pathways that are leading to a web of communication from the microbiome to the brain. It's an orchestrator of a great, great uh, symphony. 
That is Dr. Raphael Kelman from the Kelman Wellness Center in New York, one of the pioneers of microbiome medicine. What do you think about all of this? Are you changing the way you eat to take advantage of any of this? Shoot me a text. I'd love to know what you're thinking about this. 46862, you can hit me with a text and just let me know. Is the microbiome something you think about, include in your diet? Is it is it top of mind? Is it consciousness for you? Lactobacillus helveticus is that one bacteria he mentioned just a moment ago. Bifidobacterium longum is the other one. When you put those two together, there is evidence that they can reduce anxiety and depression. It also helps improve sleep, boost calcium levels, improve your overall gut health, according to some studies. And this is a bacteria that's often used in making Swiss cheese and other cheeses like like Parmesan, you can buy it as a probiotic and, and a mixture of probiotics. And it's one of those probiotics that, that actually resists your stomach acid and can arrive alive and active in your gut, where it supposedly gets into a party with all the other stuff that's down there and does good things for you. also helps reduce the bad bacteria population. So, again, that's Lactobacillus helveticus and Bifidobacteria longum. Those are the two that he mentioned there. So, Dr. Kelman says not only, not only is your brain affected by your microbiome, but so is your thyroid. Now, thyroid conditions are extremely common. Trouble many people can have a big impact on your life. So, we're going to look at that in just a moment. Also, we're going to learn about whether or not there is a connection to what makes a form of sunflower root worth adding to your diet. We have a lot to talk about with Dr. Raphael Kelman as we take a look at how your microbiome affects your brain and the diseases of aging here on the Health Live Radio Hour on WoWo. This is Health Call Live. We're glad you're listening, but don't be afraid to call and ask your question on the air. It's free, non-invasive, and best of all, you don't have to wear an exam gown. Now, back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. And we're back to our discussion of uh, using your microbiome, the little bugs that live in your gut to help protect your brain with Dr. Raphael Kelman. He is really one of the pioneers in this whole idea of thinking about using your microbiome to keep you healthy. Jumping into the break, I asked you to send us a text at 46862. Let us know whether or not this microbiome thing is active in your life. And you know, yeah, people are saying, here, I make my own sauerkraut and eat a helping teaspoon every tablespoon, first thing every morning. That's, you know, that's an important point to point out there. And that is, if you're going to be using sauerkraut or other fermented vegetables, you need to use them kind of like this person does as a condiment or eating them alone. Don't cook with them because when you do that, you're killing off the bacteria. There's also a message from someone who asked about, uh, where can I get healthy probiotic foods? Are they hard to find? And you know what? There is a guy on YouTube uh, who, who goes into Costco and walks around Costco and shows you lots of uh, healthy foods. I think the website is, or the YouTube channel is Flav City, F-L-A-V, Flav City. Uh, Bobby is a guy's first name. He's been doing this for a while. And he shows you as you stroll through Costco, hey, look at this. Here's how to read the label. And now, oh, this product is better. 
And so he kind of can guide you if you're just new to this whole idea of wanting to treat your gut in a more healthy way and do it as economically as possible. You can do it at Costco and many other places now have more products that are available that are microbiome friendly. And Dr. Kelman says that's very important for not only your brain, but also your thyroid. Your thyroid is really the master gland of the body. It controls so many different functions. And he says it can be affected by what's living in your gut. He's got a new book out called Microbiome Thyroid, where he goes into more about all of that. And he really explains how this little organ in our neck can control so many things in your body, and it can be influenced by what's living in your gut. Um, It depends on what the thyroid disorder is. I mean, frequently it's inflammatory, autoimmune, and um, Hashimoto's. And yes, there are specific probiotics that improve uh, the immune system, that modulate the immune system. Absolutely. I mean, I, I have a list of them. We we almost, you know, catalog uh, categ- and categorize different bacteria and to know which ones are most anti-inflammatory and modulate the immune system. And then you need to know, well, which ones work synergistically. And then the next stage is well, you need to know which companies may provide this type of combination. Now, frequently you can't find them, so you have to mix and match. But um, that that would be the approach for if the thyroid disease is due to autoimmune, Hashimoto's will be particular types of probiotics. It's always necessary uh, to use the right types of prebiotics, um, inulin, arabinogalactan, different things like XOS. There are many, many different um uh, uh, prebiotics, even as I mentioned before, pomegranate seeds acts as a, a prebiotic as well. With many diseases, the problem is not the microbe or the infection itself, but how the body is handling it. So in the end, it's it's us, it's our terrain that needs to be the main focus in treatment and in healing, as opposed to the quote unquote enemy outside, which is a um, something that we um, receive by tradition from mm-hmm. the, our ancestors, so to speak, in medicine, that have really gotten it wrong. Uh, we came from a very uh, material, uh, materialistic, me- mechanistic, and militaristic um, approach to health. Um, but in fact, that's not the, the best way to approach it. In fact, it's not a good way to approach it at all. Right. And I think that's why we are running into so many problems in healthcare today. Yeah, see a problem, attack it with a rifle shot, and and you're addressing just right. one little issue and not the broader scale. Well, as we as we wind things down here, because I'd love to spend more time with you, we're limited. Um, tell me about how you live. What can I learn from your lifestyle? I mean, I'm assuming that you follow your own advice. So teach me how you live and how I can be more healthy. Well, I try. I try. Look, this is a uh, a work in, in in progress. It's a it's a process. We just need to know the goals, and we need to know what. How do we improve our health? How do we maintain our health? What what is the the best pathway? And and again, the the, the principle is, you know, if we keep our microbiome healthy, if we understand what nature really needs, then we're part of nature. And what is it that um, 
makes nature healthier. What makes and my, the bacteria are part of nature. They they set the stage for the evolution and the development of nature. So, you know, the, the microbiome doesn't need candy. It doesn't need um, ice cream. It doesn't need sugar. I'm not, just, it's not saying that you should never have ice cream. I mean, we, there's also a, an enjoyment level, too. But it's mostly, in my opinion, a uh, plant-based diet. Uh, I think you know, fish is good, but it's it should be small fish. We have to be careful about mercury. Um, some people want to eat chicken and don't want to be vegetarian. That's okay, too. I think, though... Uh, meat consumption is way out of control, way out of control. And that needs to be significantly reduced uh, globally, certainly nationally. Um, and I think we should just go back closer to nature. And that is, more, in my opinion, more plant-based with perhaps a little bit of fish and chicken. You know, if people really want to eat meat, it's okay, but it should be grass-fed. Um, they, the animals need to be taken care of well treated well and they need to be fed well and these are very important principles in maintaining a healthy um, ecology um, let's talk just a moment about uh, are there things that foods that you think we just ought to scratch off never have in the cabinet never have in the fridge things that just are so destructive well, to our uh, microbiome well yeah i mean look uh, um high sugar foods i mean it is definitely a problem you know refined carbohydrates um, excess sugar, for sure, the, the, this, these are problem foods. Uh, again, that's not to say someone should never have an ice cream, you know, but it's it's about understanding the our goals and, and basic principles. Um, meat needs to, globally and nationally, significant, significant reduction. Uh, now, then, then there are personal preferences. Uh, I think more fish, I think mostly plant-based uh, food, Organic is much better if we if one can. We eat too much in general. I think that the we could reduce our food intake probably close to fifty percent, but it needs to be healthy, nutrient dense foods. Got it. So that the advice we've heard so many times, eat like a Mediterranean peasant, still holds, huh? That's that's well, what you're. Yeah, I, I want to qualify it though that we need to combine it with the microbiome diet because the microbiome diet focuses more, uh, well, in addition on fermented foods um, and foods like kimchi and uh, fermented sauerkraut, fermented vegetables too. Many different vegetables could be fermented and um, superfoods, microbiome superfoods. So, you know, if you could find Jerusalem artichoke in the, in the, in, in the store, in a health food store, grocery store, jump to it and get it because that is something that is very, very for, uh, super friendly. Micro uh, is a super friendly microbiome food. So yeah, a Jerusalem artichoke. You mentioned that a couple of times during the program here, and I don't know anything about that, so I had to go out and take a look. It's not an artichoke at all. It's actually a tuber, the root of a plant that's in the sunflower family. It grows natively here in the United States. So apparently, you can slice it up and use it raw as kind of like a crunchy addition to a salad, or you can treat it like a potato and even roast it in the oven. Gives it kind of a nutty flavor. Flavor from what I've read. The key here is that it stores energy in a fiber called inulin, not insulin, inulin. And that's a fiber that our body doesn't digest. So it makes it all the way through your digestive system, 
down to the large intestines where it feeds all that bacteria. And as the bacteria break down the inulin, they produce, among other things, butyrate. So that's a short chain fatty acid that your intestines just love. Research shows that butyrate helps the lining of the gut fighting inflammation, and a lot more. So, as I was studying this whole Jerusalem artichoke and inulin and how do you use it effectively in your diet if you want to really kind of jump up your microbiome quota, the doctors and, and the researchers on this say, take it easy. Don't just go nuts with this stuff. If you eat a fairly standard diet without a lot of these indigestible plant fibers and you throw a bunch of it at yourself, you're going to get uncomfortable. There's going to be some bloating and some other problems. So, take it easy if you're going to jump this way. And the, uh, there's a phrase they use, transit time. So, I, I think you can assume what that means. And uh, so, if, you, if you're unaccustomed to having a high-fiber diet and you start throwing in all these products, the, the, you're going to have a, a challenge there. Uh, and so, you want to take it slowly and gradually increase the high-fiber foods. Dr. Kelman's new book out is called Microbiome Thyroid. You can find it in all the usual places. You can also look for a book that he wrote in the past called The Microbiome Diet. If you really want to get into this and and eat for your maximum microbiome effect to fight the influence of aging and everything else, you can look for that out there on, on the Internet. And there's a longer video version of Dr. Kelman that I'll put up a little bit later today, an interview that I did with him. It will go up on healthcall.live, our, our website. And of course, you can always catch this show as a podcast on all the major services. We, uh, we hear from a lot of people who say they aren't able to catch us on Saturday mornings, so they stay in touch with us on the podcast while they're mowing the lawn at the gym or wherever. And I love hearing that. It's great to hear from you guys there. Next week on the program, Greg Russell returns. We're going to be talking about natural approaches to anxiety and depression. Huge problem for so many people. And Greg says there are a number of things out there from the natural world that you can use, uh, chamomile uh, and, and other things that work to uh, passion flower and other things that you can use to communicate to your brain and help calm the stress and anxiety so many people live with without using prescription medications. So that's where we're going to go next Saturday morning here as we connect with Greg Russell, a regular guest on the Health Call Live Radio Hour here on WoWo. Hope you'll be listening next week and every week as we're here for you. And I love to hear from you. Keep those texts coming at 46862 or visit us online and leave a message at the Health Call website. That's healthcall.live. I'll see you next Saturday morning. Take care. You've been listening to Health Call Live. Watch a recording of today's program on the Health Call Facebook page or on the web at www.healthcall.live. Drop us a line to recommend a guest or suggest a topic for a future broadcast. Join us next Saturday at 9 a.m. for another edition of Health Call Live on WoWo 1190 a.m. and 1075 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.